I knew it was simple. I knew it had to be simple. So right there is where I'm going to start. <laughs> I've been coming to church for several years, and I don't know if everybody knows the hidden secret about me, but I'm hard of hearing. And I really discovered that last week that I was really hard hearing. I don't know what I was doing in my truck ride, but I was looking for something. I had to have it. All of a sudden, that horn blowing situation come on, and I'm telling you, I was waking up the whole neighborhood. And so I knew there was probably a switch on that truck dash somewhere that I could turn that off. I couldn't find it. Pretty soon, peaches come out on the deck. And she was talking to me. Hey, I could no more hear what she was saying than a man in the moon. So here's what happened. She had a set of keys that was to the other truck. The other truck parked right by the one that I was pilfering in. That's where the horn was a-blowing. I was trying to turn it off on this one. My wife was trying to give me instruction. I couldn't hear nothing. So she walks out with the bob and turns it off. And I said, what'd you do? She said, you got to have the right key, stupid. <laughs> so I am a little hard hearing. I had another discovery sometimes in February or January. We were shopping, and I decided I was getting bored. I'm not a real big shopper. So whatever item or piece of merchandise that I saw and it welcomed try me on it, I decided that would help me occupy my time, keep me out of any trouble. So I'm walking around and I don't find nothing that says, try me, try me, you know. Okay, so we're looking and there's these new bathroom scales. I, I don't know, but they're the talking kind. And so if you step on the scale, it'll give you an audible voice of where you're at. <laughs> so how are we doing with our New Year's resolution? Someone, some people here, I know Dave Barnes is working hard on his weight. His basement looks like a workout gym, but you got to watch out for Dave today, he might run over with his motorcycle. <laughs> but anyway, back to this scale. It doesn't take a big item 
to get my attention. A ball of string, a rock, or an off-colored balloon might work. So anyway, I grabbed this scale, and I'm looking at it, and so I didn't really want to step on it, so I <laughs> thought I'd squeeze it, and it might say something. I didn't get it to work, so I'd lay it down, and I step on it, and it goes, hey, 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 hey! And I, what is it? And it said, one at a time, please. <laughs> so, I, my New Year's resolution ain't working just real good. I, I, I've, I've discovered that I haven't lost that much weight. I am glad to be here this morning. And I do have a few words to share with you, but Brother Barnes is going to be my timekeeper. He graciously volunteered. But before that, I'm curious, is there any adults here besides me that's been to camp? Awesome. Awesome. You know, that camp is really a cool experience. A lot of people have made lifelong commitments at camp. I remember in 1968, I made a commitment. In the summer of 68 in Carlinville at Lake Williamson, God called me to preach. I know Clancy, I can read it on your face. I missed it, didn't I? <laughs> anyway, I'm proud to be a person that's been to camp, experienced that. I'm really proud to be a member of the Warsaw Church. I'm proud of it. The group of brothers has a small fundraiser every year to help the kids in our church that needs help to go to camp. And in the words of John Denver, I'm going to say, far out. That is nice. That is, I couldn't think of a better department that needs extra funds than investing in our kids because, you know, it may not be too long where they don't want to go to camp anymore. So if they want to go to camp, I'm, I'm willing to help them do that. I think that's good. It's my privilege today to speak with everyone here. And it's my privilege to take my whooping in front of you. I was preparing for today's message and I, I wasn't coming up with a topic. I was looking in my material 
nothing seemed to light that spark. So when all else fails for me, I pray. Woo, about time, ain't it? So I prayed, and I want to share something with everybody today that remember what I said. This topic, God was telling me I had forgotten about, and I need to renew it from time to time. All of us has the same number of hours in a day. Not all of us have the same job. Not everybody would want my job. I might not want yours. But one thing we have, we have 24 hours. We have those hours filled up with family and life, work, all the other little struggles that comes along that's not avoidable. Car expense, insurance expense, sickness, and a lot of other things. But God got to me, got my attention, I had forgotten one of the most important things God cares about the most. It is not God's will. It is not God's promise that any of us miss heaven. I had forgotten that he's coming back, Rod. It's easy. It's not wrong. We're living life. Our life gets filled up with children. Our life gets filled up with everything that needs our attention. But He would like a little attention from me. Remember to stay ready. Remember I'm coming again. And today's Scripture is not going to be a dark, gloomy Scripture. It's the wonderful things that God has outlined for every one of us when we get to heaven. When we get to heaven, it's going to be so awesome. He said in one place that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, You can't even imagine it. You can't even dream about it. It's going to be a place that you can't even in this physical life 
handle it, so He's going to give us a new life. In that new life that He gives us, flesh and blood can't enter heaven, but the life that God gives us, it can. And there's going to be things there that is so awesome. I have family and friends present today. We're going to see our loved ones that's gone on. If that's not enough to live for God for, all of the other things are icing on the cake. There's friends that I'm going to get to see again. I'm thinking Gary of Bob Young. The first man I ever met that had a heart transplant and lived through it and worked, continued to work. In my hillbilly little brain, that was one of the most miraculous miracles I had seen. Since then, I have another friend, Roger Law from Carthage. He has a gas station with full service. That means that you pull up to his pump, he'll wash his window, he'll check your oil, he'll pump your gas for you, you don't have to get out. He had a heart transplant. This church right here was involved in it. I came forward one day to stand in the gap, which means that I said, Terry, I want to pray for my friend Roger, but I'm just the vessel that's going to move that prayer. This is really Roger standing here and receiving this prayer. As God is my witness, four years ago on New Year's, day, we got a text. I got a 21-year-old heart. When I heard and read that, that inspired me. That made me feel good again. God answers prayer. There's times when it seems long, Jenny. And it seems like it may not ever come. But if we're faithful, He will do it. It's His promise. So if you've got a Bible today, and if I can read this passage, I'd like to read 14 verses. I know that's kind of a long read. But let's start in Revelation. And I don't mean to scare Sister Lukey. <laughs> She's not real big about Revelation. But there's beautiful things that I would like for us to see again this morning. Brother Rocky, 
Would you please ask for God's blessing on the reading of the Word today? Thank you. Revelation chapter 21, let's start with verse 1. And I saw, I is John, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle, or the church, of God is with with men or his people and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I'm Alpha and I'm Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh lives for me in thickness and thin. When God lives for me, you live for Him in the bad times and in the good times. I will be your God and you will be my children. Now, in my Bible, I have to turn one page to chapter 22. Let's read the first seven verses of chapter 22. And he showed me a pure river of life, clear as a crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, on either side of the river, there was a tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruit, and yielded her fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. There shall be no more curse. But the throne of God of the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. They shall see His face. His name shall be in their forehead. There will be no night there. 
and there will be no need for a candle or a flashlight or a lantern. Neither will there be any need for the light of the sun or the moon or the stars. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign with Him forever and ever. He said unto me, John, These sayings are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent His angels to show unto His servants, or to us, the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the promise of this book. These verses that I just read, I hope you could understand my reading, is not a fairy tale, is not a poem, it is not words that I've found somewhere that are cool, that sounds great. These are the words of God, Jesus himself speaking to John the Revelator to write down. I think it is so marvelous on John's part. He saw all this wonderful thing like a big dream. He saw the whole book of Revelation of what's going to happen in the end time. What's going to happen when we get to heaven? And to get me and you to believe that dream he had, that's something. A lot of people that know me, if I would start to describe that I had a dream and I saw some of these things, they'd say, yeah, I bet you saw that. And maybe something else. That was years ago. I'm not that man no more. But what I'm saying is, sometimes it even is tough for you and I to remember and to understand what's coming. What's the plan? It's great. It's better than what we can even imagine. I tried to emphasize just a little bit when I was reading that there is, I underlined seven no mores in chapter 21. And that's what I want to talk about today. We've heard it ever since we was in Sunday school. But sometimes as we get old, we get busy with a lot of other things and we forget those things. One of the first things that God said, there'll be no more, there'll be no more sea. No more ocean. And I thought to myself, wow, there'll be no water? Uh-oh, yes there is. There's the river of life. That is more awesome than I can think of. The river of life which flows in the city of the New Jerusalem, heaven, 
that water, if you drink of it, the Bible says you'll never die. You'll never die. And he says, whosoever will come and drink of these waters. He wants us to show a typical, come drink of this water today. Jesus is that water. If you will come to Jesus today, He said that you will be my child and where I am, you get to go along also. That is pretty cool. On this river of life on each side, God made a tree. There was a tree of life in the Garden of Eden. And we remember that story. Eve got the fruit off of that tree, give it to Adam. God came down and talked to both of them and said, hey, y'all ain't been eating apples off of that tree of life. God, it's that woman you made. It was her fault. Everybody's wanting to pass the buck. Who did? But God specifically gave Adam the instruction not to eat of that fruit. Everything else is cool, but not that one. So this tree in heaven, the tree of life, is going to have new fruit every month. Palm granites, one month. Apples, oranges, every... There again, in my hillbilly way of thinking, I would love to have that tree. You've got a tree that one month you're going to pick apples, the next month these delicious apricots, these wonderful tasting cherries next month. It goes on and on and on. Those are just little things that God has set up for us to enjoy. And there again, just like John Denver says, far out. Okay, let's go on to what else he's got. He said, no more death. That is so cool. Loved ones, family that we're sitting next to today will not have to pass away. It's all over. We live forever to reign with Him. One of the other no mores that He's got set up, if you want to live for Him, He's going to take away all your sorrow. For me, I've had sorrow. Some of it is self-inflicted bad choices. We all share the same sorrows of losing loved ones, children getting old enough to go to college, children getting old enough to pick a maid and to marry. That's happy times. Yes, it is. But sometimes there's just a little thread of sorrow for the parent. It's a wonderful time. But God's going to take 
that away. He's also going to take crying. So if today, while I'm speaking, I may cry a little bit. But it's because I care. It's because I want you to understand this is a wonderful thing that God wants us to hear today. It's important. God does not want any one of us here to miss heaven. God doesn't want any of our family that's not here to miss it. He will help all of us win those people if we listen to Him. The next thing He clears up for all of us human beings is pain. There's no more pain. It's over. That in itself is awesome. He's going to take away the curse. And I struggled with this one. I'd forgot a little bit of my Bible what the curse is. The curse is found in Genesis 3. And for us men, it's in 17 through 19. And that's when after Adam and Eve partook in the forbidden fruit, God came down with His chastisement. Because of their sin, He cursed man. From that day forward is when work started. I remember in 1966 or 1967, or it might have been both of those years, I'm proud to say that the man I work for is present today. He was my boss, Clancy Cameron. Clancy, you will probably not know, but I want you to know today how I admire you. Clancy saw a reckless, Rudy boy that had life figured out. Seemed like every day was Saturday. Every day was party day. So I was running low on capital gain and I asked Mr. Cameron for a job. He didn't give me an answer right away. He wanted to review that request. Clancy instilled in something to me that is missing in our world today. Hard work for a good wage. If I'm going to pay you on the amount that we agreed to, I expect...
expect from you, Lamont. Keep up your end. I will be watching. He did it faithfully, daily. I come to work. For a little while, I didn't know what he was doing. I thought he had an itch on his sleeve. He was just checking the time. Checking the time. Then there was another time in the same day when he was looking at that same little wart or hair or something there because I had my coat on and I was getting ready to say, See ya. Sometimes there was words something similar to this. Did you get your work done? Did you cut those chickens, that box of chickens that's supposed to be picked up for the hospital at 4 o'clock? Where are they at? Is that done? A boss that cared enough to understand that one day you will be a matured person hopefully, and work on your own. And I'm proud to say Clancy Cameron instilled some work ethics in me. Clancy, any time you look back and you think they may have been a little gruff or they may have been a little tough, they were all for me, brother. Thank you. The curse that God is going to lift is man, we don't have to work no more. God said by the sweat of your brow from this day forward will you have to till the ground. He cursed the ground that we were getting ready to till to put our corn seed in, Rod. That's where the, re the weeds come from. The weeds and the thistles. All of the other riffraff. It started at that curse. He didn't leave the women out. It's because of that curse that in childbearing, it's such a horrible time for some. It's a painful time for some. In heaven, there will be no curse. I've heard theologians, guys that study God's Word, says, I believe there will be birth in heaven. But the women are going to be so happy because it's a simple thing. In God's first design. What? Back in Genesis, when God created this beautiful world we're living in, He had it set up then of how it should really, really go down forever and ever. That water would come up from the ground and water all the plants, right? Every day. It didn't get too hot. It didn't get too cold. He controlled the environment. He intended at the very beginning of creation 
that we would live in such a wonderful, beautiful way that it was heaven on earth. Even in childbearing in the garden, if that would have took place, would have been a simple matter. There would be no pain. There was no crying there. That's what God intended, and we messed it up. We couldn't obey. So that curse, God is going to take away. The next one is light. God's radiance, this is kind of hard for me to picture and to describe, but Brother Rocky, God is going to be such an awesome God that the whole planet, universe, whatever heaven is, God is that light. There will be no sun, no star, no moon. You won't need a flashlight, a candle, a book of matches, a lighter, none of that. He himself will be that light. To me, that is awesome. That is awesome. I want that. I want to be there. I've got family that's waiting for me to be there. It's important for me to keep my life correct so I can make it. But guess what? If I don't make it, my folks ain't going to be disappointed. In heaven, there's no sorrow. In heaven, there's no pain. Revelation 21 said, Jerome, that God Himself is going to come and wipe the tears away from our eyes. So if I'm not there, my mom ain't going to be unhappy. I'm going to be unhappy because I believe if I don't make it, and that's not my intention, but I believe part of the torment, part of the torture of missing heaven is... Everyone that's in heaven isn't going to worry about who's here. They're enjoying eternity and they ain't worrying no more who made it. But those that didn't are going to constantly see, I believe, the party that's going on the good times that they've missed. They're going to see that opportunity where someone said, if you'll just come today and live for God, you'll be with me in heaven forever. I didn't make that choice. I wished I would have made that choice. It's too late. God said that if those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life, if our name isn't in there, He's going to cast us, pitch us, sling us, throw us 
into a lake of fire and be tormented forever and ever. The fire, the flame will never go out. Your pain will never stop because you missed it. Because we missed it. If there's an opportunity for us today, tomorrow, next week to invite Jesus into our hearts and into our life and to make Him God, Redeemer, the bright and morning star, the everlasting Father, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the bright and morning star, the rose of Sharon, if we don't let that person in, if it's today, tonight, tomorrow, we may not get another opportunity. We may miss it. We may blow it. God in His mercy may give us another chance. I blew it. I started living for the Lord at a young age and went to college. I backslid. I turned my back. God gave me another chance. And I flashed back for a moment to my old boss. Work hard. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you've been given instruction for something to do, do it to the best of your ability. Don't whine and bellyache about it. Do it. You can handle it. It won't kill you. I want to work my doggondest to stay in the right way. To stay living for God. And sometimes, Linda, seems like all of my good work, I ain't making very good progress. I admit that I am not perfect. I admit that I am God's work in progress. But I'm telling you, I believe God is shaving the burrs off of me. All of the rough spots, all of the places that needs help. He's shining me like a new penny. And one day, with God's help, I'm going to shine for Him, Clancy. I'm going to do it. But it's not all about me. I need each and every one of you to keep encouraging me. When I come here to worship and to sing and to listen to God's Word from Terry, it's a wonderful time to see my brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's wonderful to hear that there is testimony that God is still alive. God is still doing what He says. He's still healing people. He's still saving people. He's, yes, we hear 
Some of these crazy guys that are, go to churches, whip out the 44s and all of the different sizes of guns and kill perfect innocent people in churches and schools and theaters and everywhere. It's nuts. But it ain't right here. Just like the words of John Denver, far out. To come and to worship in Warsaw, I believe that Brother Massey tries his level best to bring the appropriate teaching and Word of God that we need every Sunday. He's helped me immensely. Every Sunday he crawls all over my toes. My toes ache and hurt. And he doesn't pass out the toe salve. Tough it up. You can handle it. It won't kill you. There's another scripture in closing. All right, Dave. In John chapter 10, I was just going to read John 10 and 10, but I think I'm going to read part of 9 also. John chapter 10, starting at verse 9, I am the door. This is Jesus speaking. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. He shall go in and out and find pasture. Verse 10. The thief comes but to steal, to kill, and destroy. But here's the part that I want us to listen to today. These are the words that Jesus is speaking for me and for all of us. I am come that you might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus is that door. That's our heart. If we open our heart and by faith accept Jesus as our personal Savior, it's done. It's over. We're good. We continue to walk and to grow with God. He also says that I'll give you life and life like you've never lived before or never had before if you will just live for me. If you're here today and you need that life, if you want my help, I am more than glad to give it. The Lord doesn't want anyone at the sound of my voice to ever miss heaven 
Today, tomorrow, next week, anytime. You may decide today that, Lamont, I'm not going to take you up on your offer. Thank you. It's a really good one. But I, I, I've got, I'm, it's just not the time. Okay. Okay. I'm good with it. As long as you don't let it linger too long. I don't know when he's coming back and this earth is over. But he put a scripture in the Bible that made all of us simpletons like me to understand. You know, the, the disciples said, Master, Master, we hear that you're going away and you're coming back. Give us some clue. Give us some help. When are you coming back? And he looked at him and he said, you know, it's really funny. You can walk outside and you can view the atmosphere and you can hear someone say, it's going to rain. You can view the earth outside. Someone says, spring or winter's coming. God said, you know the time and seasons. You know when it's time to start planting your garden. You know if you plant too early that frost will get it. You know all of these things. So it's the same thing when the coming of the Lord is. It's not about when. It's about today. Now is the acceptable time. Now is a good time to get it done. Now is a good time to get that out of the way so we don't have to worry with that anymore. Would you bow your heads with me today? Lord, I am so thankful that I had this opportunity to visit with my brothers and sisters in the Lord today. I hope that the words that I say will motivate them to live for you, regardless of the ups and downs and the sideways. Make you the most important thing in our life. Go with us and give us a wonderful day, Lord, but bring us back to that time appointed. In Jesus' name, Amen. You are dismissed.